Good morning, podcast listeners. My name is Brian Dude Manzabricki, and I would like to introduce to you our newest podcast, Behind the Scenes Look at How We Film the Other Podcast Series. Makes sense? Let's hope so. So the name of this new podcast series is called the You Up Podcast Exclusive. And the way that this podcast works is that we are going to bring on some of the people from behind the scenes of that other podcast that we don't want to mention and we're going to discuss what they've done to help us grow as artists. So without further ado, we just have one question for you, podcast listeners. You up? Good morning, podcast listeners. You are listening to the You Up Podcast exclusive. Shh. For this episode, I am here with... Heather Dunham, expert uh, beehive analyst, shower renovator, and applesauce consumer. Heather, thank you so, so much for being a part of this and for joining me here today on the You Up Podcast exclusive. Shh. The way that we always start off this podcast is I'll ask you some of my own personal questions before we jump into fan mail. Are you ready? Love fan mail. I love your questions too, but just the fact that I have fans, I'm still, I don't know, I'm still processing that. I'm a fan of my fans. Heather, I am one of your fans, so that means a lot that you're a fan of your fans, or you're a fan of me being a fan of you. Um, so, the first question that I have for myself is this. Where were you born and raised? I was born in the southern tier in a town called Hornell with an H, not a C. Um, I, I say Hornell and people are like, oh, the college? I'm like, yes, I was born and raised in a college. No, uh, Hornell, uh, middle of nowhere. Some people have seen the exit on Route 86 as they're like going to Olean or something. That's usually the only familiarity people have with it in this area. But uh, I went to school at Canisteo Greenwood, home of the living sign. We're famous. No, we're not. We do have a cool living sign, though. It's made out of trees. It spells Canisteo on a hill sign back behind the college. Not college. High school. There's no college there. Uh (laughs) Heather, the second question that I want to ask you is, how do you like living in Buffalo? When they say it's the city of good neighbors, I have found that to be true. In Oswego as well, where I went to college, so many times I've gotten stuck in the snow and been pulled out. One time I got stuck in the snow, pulled out by someone almost immediately, and then ended up right back in the snow again after they left, and immediately someone else pulled up to pull me out again. So (laughs) Uh, definitely a fan of Buffalo, not a fan of cities. So I lived in Buffalo for a long time really missed trees it definitely helps my mental health a lot to be around nature so when i looked for a place that i wanted to own i went back out i told my agent i wanted an income property commuting distance to tesla that also had some acreage and he was like that's gonna be tough because the further you get from the city the less like income properties they are like people want apartments in the city so (laughs) he was like there's four options (laughs) I was like excellent let's see two of them I ruled out immediately and then I went and looked at the other two and picked the best one for me but it suited all my needs so yeah now I'm in like I wouldn't even call it a suburb of Buffalo it's like as close to Buffalo as you can get while still being kind of rural this is going to be the follow-up question that I have for you in regards to Buffalo how long have you lived in Buffalo Heather 
I first moved here in 2013. I moved into Tonawanda when I first came to Buffalo. I lived off Colvin in the Raintree Island apartment complex. And then, oh, after two years there, I went to the city of Buffalo on Clinton uh, in Kaisertown. And then after about two years there, I moved to Derby, where I currently am. That's where my duplex is. So, Heather, it is about that time that we get to the most anticipated part of the podcast. That's right, fan mail. So here is the way it works for new listeners who have never heard this podcast before. If you see a guest that you love and admire and just want to throw your questions at, please reach out to us through our Buffalo You Up podcast on Facebook, which is Buffalo You Up podcast, or Instagram, which is just Buffalo You Up. No podcast at the end. Send us in your questions. We will ask them right here on the podcast, and the guest will answer them to the best of their ability. So, Heather, I hope you're ready. Here is the first question that we have for you. What made you decide to take the jump from modeling into acting? So, I didn't make many choices on what I wanted to do. I just kind of say yes to things as they approach me in life. Um, I got into modeling in high school when a local photographer messaged me on Facebook, said, Hey, I like your pictures. Do you want to model for me? And my mom was very upset when as a 16 year old, I said, yeah, and just drove off to meet this person by myself. But, uh, I don't know. I've been very lucky, I guess. I've only experienced honest people. Maybe I'm just good at reading people from the internet. Maybe I'm just lucky. I don't know. But, uh. <laughs> I don't know, I just tend to say yes to things and opportunities keep presenting themselves. Uh, I first got into acting when The Purge was filming on my street. Uh, so I'm driving home from work one day and I just see a bus on fire. And I'm like, oh my god, what happened? And then I realized that like The Purge is filming nearby and I'm like, there's like, it eventually like a it presented itself like there's a camera like this is like a thing it's not like an actual bus on fire <laughs> so when the purge was filming on my street i was like oh maybe i should like submit headshots i have all these headshots from modeling i'll just submit those and they happened to call me back very sketchily they were like you're gonna be picked up in a white van do not bring a cell phone like do not tell anyone the location so i was like is this real this definitely seems like how people get sold <laughs> so i just told as many people as i know i'm gonna be at this place at this time if you don't hear from me please come find me <laughs> but yeah it ended up being legit which surprised me <laughs> i definitely was prepared for the worst <laughs> But yeah, that's how I got into The Purge. And then, uh, you know, when you spend 48 hours in background holding with other actors, you network and one thing leads to another. And I don't know, people just seem to want to include me in their stuff. The second question that we have here, there's no way I can possibly read this without butchering it because it's not even in a human language. But let me try my best. If I was... Uh, um, an alien visiting E-Earth, would you show mercy or take me out? And then he writes in parentheses, I'm just asking for an alien friend. <laughs> E-Earth? I might know this alien. 
Uh, but uh, <laughs> of course I would show mercy. <laughs> Shoot on sight. Who do you think I am? <laughs> I would love to talk to an alien. I bet I bet they do life better than we do. Heather, this has been really fun, but unfortunately we're coming to the end of fan mail. So here is the last question that we have. This question comes in from Chris. He is 20 years old. He lives out in Dunkirk, and he wants to know, how do you pick and choose a role? When I consider whether I want to do a role or not, the biggest thing I think about is, is this a person I would want to be um, or that I can identify with in any way? Um, I'm actually a method actor, so to portray an individual, I have to be able to make myself feel like that individual. Um, one of the most difficult roles I've ever played actually is a hoe because I just could not objectify someone or like, I really struggled honestly to be a very basic character <laughs> more so than the more in-depth one that I can attach a piece of myself to. So um, the first thing I analyze is just whether I can connect to their story at all. And then, you know, I mean, I'm at a point where I kind of like to be challenged, but I definitely want to be able to relate to my character somehow. That was a really great edition of Fan Mail. Podcast listeners, remember, if you want to reach out to us, send us an email through Buffalo Your Podcast on Facebook or Instagram. Right now, we're going to take a quick commercial break, listen to one of the ads that Heather had helped provide us with. How do you pronounce your name? Heather? Heather? Durnham? Dunham? Gurk? That's my version, at least. How do you pronounce it? Yeah, my version is he at her. Dunham. We got spirit. Yes, we do. We got spirit. How about you? Woo! Football. Sports. Beer. Keg stands. Are you tired of going to Bill's games only to watch them lose? Do you only go because your friends peer pressured you into going and you can't say no since you suffer from abandonment issues, since your parents got a divorce when you were six, and you're afraid that if you don't bend over backwards to appease your friends' wildest desires, you might lose them like you lost both your parents and were forced to move in with your Uncle Barry? <laughs> Sometimes at night, I sit up in my room and pray that my parents will come in together and tell me that they worked everything out and that one day they'll be able to move in together and we'll be a happy family again. <laughs> but I'm 26 now and they both died due to heart complications. Whoa, I don't know where that came from. I thought my shrink and I worked out all of my daddy issues. Anyway, if you're like me, and the only part you like about going to football games are the tailgates, why don't you come to Keggers? We are located on a vacant lot that changes every 20 minutes because cops say it's illegal to drink with an open container out in public, and that we can't let minors drink with us because it's against the law. <laughs> whatever, cops. Laws are for squares. Hey, you! What are you doing with that beer in your hand? Oh no! It's been 20 minutes, we gotta go! Text BABE to jailbait with one L and we'll hook up. Okay cuties, that's Kaggers. I'll bring my fellow Buffalo Jills. We'll cook you some wings and you can bring your frat bros to mansplain us the difference between a touchdown and a first and down. You have five minutes to leave the premises or else I'm requesting backup. 
Once again, this kegger is located by the Buffalo Football Stadium. And we are back. That was the first ad that Heather and I had done together. It was called Keggers. Heather, thank you so much again for agreeing to come here and do the You Up podcast exclusive. So how I came up with Keggers is fairly simple. Uh, I live in Buffalo, and our Buffalo sports team is the Buffalo Bills. So every time I'm in Orchard Park and I'm driving by the stadium, I always see outrageous prices like $50 here, $100 there, just to park. And I thought, what if there's literally an ad designated just for parking, and we called it Kegers? So the first question I always ask each voiceover artist that helps me with these ads is, what was it like playing two different characters? I had you play the Buffalo Jill. I think her name was just Jill because I think that it's funny in TV shows when a person's name dictates what job they have. Uh, and then the other character I had you play was a police officer. And I don't think I gave her a name. So let's just call her Alex. Her name was Alex. Uh, so what was it like playing those two different characters? Um, well, it's always difficult trying to figure out how to portray two different people and make it obvious without explaining, okay, now I'm the cop. As far as two different voices, I mean, I just basically use the higher register for the cheerleader and the lower register for the cop. Um, what I noticed that was interesting in that ad is exactly what I was just talking about in my character selection. I definitely think I excelled in the sad parts and uh, the flirty parts, which, you know, I, as a method actor, I can identify with, uh, I struggled more with the cheerleader peppiness and the cop sternness and commanding attention, which I definitely find to be true in IRL as well. Heather, you know, that was probably my favorite part of the ad. Just the fact that you're able to put yourself in that vulnerable state so easily. My goodness, you really knocked that part of the ad out of the park um, if you need someone chronically depressed i'm your chick <laughs> uh so one thing i always like to talk about is the sounds that i used one interesting sound that actually was a happy mistake was when you and i were recording this ad uh i was actually like drinking from a plastic cup at the time and i guess i dropped the cup without realizing it and so when you're talking about drinking from a keg and that noise happens with that like that plastic cup hitting the ground. That was actually a happy accident. I'm like, wait, that actually works. So I kept it in there. Well, I, I didn't it. even notice that that was your own sound. Like, <laughs> it was very well done because I didn't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'd also like to go on the record and say that burp was actually not me. Just so you know. <laughs> mm -hmm. We should have recorded my burp earlier. It's a good one. Right into the mic, too. <laughs> Uh, one thing that's always challenging for me are the music choices and the sound effects because I'm always thinking about transitions because one second she's really preppy and then she goes into like really sad and emotive. What's your takeaway on transitions, Heather? Transitions are what make and break any art form. Like I was telling you, like I really admire Jennifer Lawrence for her ability to transition from happy to realization to anger to tears in one take. 
Um, that's what I think really makes someone good at something. So like you just related it to podcasts, like I can relate it to dance. Like you can know steps, but like watching someone flow from one step into the next, like that's something that sets a good dancer apart from a bad one as well. So one question that I always love throwing at my guest when they were on the podcast is who would you recommend this ad to? Like, who do you think would actually want to invest in the Kagers spot? Who do you think would want to park in this vacant lot to tailgate? Uh, the people who uh, didn't grow past high school. Uh... <laughs> oh, you know, the dudes on Tinder, the, their identifying feature is a Bills jersey. They all watch The Office. Uh, yeah, it's, there's like a stock character, right? The, the Bills bro. There's the Buffalo Jill and there's the bro, the Bills bro. So now I'm going to throw you another curveball, sort of in the same lane of the last question, but who would you recommend this ad to as far as like, who do you think would find it funny? Who do you think would find what we did together like actually like enjoyable? Uh, people who don't like sports. <laughs> I feel like it's my entire friend circle. Um, we used to hold an unsuper bowl party every year where we would mute the game and play like board games during the game. Then we'd be like, ooh, ooh, commercials. And we'd <laughs> unmute it and watch that. So that's how my Super Bowl parties went. You know, Heather, that's something that I have to 100% agree with you on. I think that the most important aspects of the Super Bowl are the commercials and the halftime show. Um, growing up as a kid, though, my dad and my brother, they always love watching football. So I think there is a real community aspect of it. You know what I mean? There's a special bond there when you both have a team that you appreciate that is like any other sport. Maybe baseball, but you know what I mean though, right, Heather? The community aspect of sports and like coming together and all enjoying the same thing. Like, honestly, like, I like being around people who are watching sports that like watching sports. I realized um, while I have no interest in football, for example, when I went to college and was homesick and someone like had the game on and I walked by their room, I was like, wow, that room feels like home. Like I kind of associate sports watching with homeliness just because I grew up around it. So it's kind of like a comforting at uh, atmosphere for me to be in, but I don't really have any interest in the game itself. I think the main appeal besides the commercials and also the halftime show for me is the food. Food is so plentiful. It's like a Thanksgiving. I think that's what the main appeal for me going to a Super Bowl party is, is always the food. Food's really good. Food you know will always be an appeal for anyone to go to anything. I was an RA and that's how we got people to go to anything. It's like, come and learn about safe sex. There's pizza. <laughs> Uh, I, I would go to learn about safe sex if there was pizza. <laughs> yeah, you're right, Heather. You have a point. Heather, if only there was an ad that you and I did about food. Wait, come to think of it, I... Huh, I think I think we did an ad about food. Yeah, some kind of Jerry's, perhaps. Yeah, maybe we should listen to that right now. Okay, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Excellent plug. <laughs> hey, Heather, talk about seamless transitions, am I right? <laughs> Uh, it's just funny how both those things worked out perfectly in my favor. Um, but yes, on a serious note, we are going to take a quick commercial break. We have a lot more that we're going to discuss with Heather. Um, on behalf of myself, Heather, thank you so, so much for joining us. 
this episode and for finally coming in the studio and being a part of the You Up podcast exclusive. Shh. Keep it locked. And we'll be right back. Hey, you. Huh? Yes, you. Are you tired of your boring, uneventful life? Do you hate working your grueling 9-to-5 shift down at the factory? Is the only time you feel genuinely happy when you yell at others? Well, now there's great news. You insensitive, insufferable scum of humanity. We know you are too lazy, too fat to work on yourself and get better. And that's why we've created a brand new restaurant just for you. It's called Jerry's. The way it works is you'll come in, no reservation necessary. Our staff will seat you as soon as you walk in. Once you've been seated, that's where the fun begins. You can belittle every member of our staff. You can tell them they suck at their job. They'll take it with a smile on their face. So come on down to Jerry's. We'll deliver you hot food while you serve our staff all the sass you can dish out. Because at the end of the day, we could have it worse. We could be you. So come on down to Jerry's. And we are back. If you're just tuning in, we have a very special guest in the podcast studio this episode. We are here with the one, the only, Heather Dunham. On behalf of myself, I just want to say thank you so much again for agreeing to come to the podcast studio and answer a few questions about the ad that we did together. Something that I always love asking the voiceover artists when they come on the podcast is, would they themselves actually... uh, go to this place if it existed would you ever actually go to jerry's heather i want to go to jerry's i feel like jerry's is for everyone i think no matter where you work customer service like even my job it's not customer facing but you definitely have your stresses that make you want to go take your anger out on someone heather the second question that i have for you regarding the ad is in contrast to the last ad that I had you do, you know, I had you play a preppy role and I had you play a police officer. So for this one, I had you play a little bit more of a welcoming mother voice, you know, like, because I envision this ad being a very ma and pa shop. Did you find this voice as difficult or not as difficult as the previous ad that I had you do? As far as my speaking, uh, I don't know. It was kind of the same person the whole time. There's... I, I did like this character, very condescending, uh, dominant. I, it, it was a power role, right? Like, you can make fun of me, but it's because I'm letting you. Heather, if you don't mind, I want to start talking about you now. What products do you have that have been out? Or what do you have in the works where your fans can know what Heather Dunham has been up to recently? So I have Pigman, which is out. I have Smart Marks, which is coming out. That's one where I play a hoe, and it was very difficult. I have no idea how that's going to work out, but we'll see. Um, it'll be a good movie. Definitely funny. I don't know about uh, my performance, but I'm curious for sure. Um, so I'm working on West End Girls for You, um, where I play Winter, which I describe as a combination between Friday the 13th and Harley Quinn. I don't know if that's fair. I don't, I'm not terribly familiar with either of those things, but based on what you've said, it seems like it. 
I haven't started, but will be doing uh, Little Green People with Ty Chaman in the summer, which will be a TV series. Um, I have things in the works with Amir, who did Pigman. Um, we're going to be working on something called Veronica, Anthropocene, and oh, the other one I don't think has a title yet. But yeah, Amir ha always has like 70 projects going on at once, so... And Heather, what about your social media? Where can your fans find you? Oh, I have all the social media platforms. I even have TikTok now, but we don't like to talk about it. Um, <laughs> but I'm pretty much animated hello on everything. It just depends on the decoration. Uh, Twitter, it's just animated hello. My website is animatedhello.com. Instagram, I believe, is animated.hello. Facebook, backslash animated.hello. Um... Oh, did I miss any of them? <laughs> I'm on everything. Twitch is just animated hello. Yeah. Heather, if you don't mind, I would like to take this opportunity now to flip the script on you. I'm going to have the guest ask the host a question. So do you have a question for me? What was the biggest moment as you were learning cinematography or whatever it is you do <laughs> that was like, pivotal like oh this is so that's how you do that uh so one thing that i had learned was how to do camera tricks i've always loved watching film and seeing different techniques being applied one technique that i was like how do they do that is the rack and pull focus uh so the rack and pull focus is where you have a subject in the foreground that is clear, and then you have a subject in the background that is blurry. And what you simply do is you zoom in and you focus on the person in the background and make the person in the foreground blurry. And you could do the opposite. And that was very easy, but it looks really cool when you do it. So that's something that I had learned in college. Yeah, I'm sorry. I know that answer is probably really boring for the audience. Heather, one thing I want to know is what did you think about the experience? How did you like being on the You Up podcast exclusive? Shh. Mm, solid, like, 6 out of 10. At least. <laughs> Just kidding. You know I like hanging out. Well, guys, that has been it. I have been Brian Dudeman. Heather has been the guest this episode. Heather, thank you again so much for coming on the podcast. Podcast listeners, we just have one last question for you. Heather, on three, are you ready? One, two, three. You, you up? up? Thank you so much for listening to the You Up podcast exclusive. I have been Brian Dudeman Zabricki. We are available on iTunes, Spotify, and Radio Public. If you haven't already, be sure to check those out and subscribe to our channels. We really greatly appreciate it. But until next time, we just have one question for you. Podcast listeners, you up? <laughs>